Hello and welcome to Two Bald Men and Friend, the show where we talk about issues and ideas using pop culture as the springboard. I'm your host, Joe, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. Bonjour. And today we are joined by our friends, Dan. Hi. And Alex. Hello. That won't get confusing. Today we're talking about Shrek and meme culture. So, spoiler alert for Shrek. Sit back, relax, or if you're driving, please sit upright and continue to drive vigilantly. Alright, so Dan, can you give us a short synopsis of the movie Shrek? Sure. So, Shrek is just sort of a rehashing of all the fairy tale creatures that we know, whether it's the three little pigs, Pinocchio and such, and their little universe, but instead we focus on an ogre, what sort of reviled, where we see the intro where the citizens get their pitchforks and torches after we see his like nice little uh, swamp life. It's like, oh, what a pretty cool dude. He's got a whole system going on here. And then all the fairy tale creatures mess up his little swamp because they get evicted. And it's like, well, we have nowhere else to go. It's like, well, I guess your problem is my problem now. <laughs> so Shrek and Donkey go on a nice little adventure to save his swamp where he discovers the true meaning of friendship and finds love along the way. And God, I love this movie. <laughs> I do love Shrek. It does hold up. Yeah. Um, I do love the way you put it, how he's like, well, your problem's my problem now. Particularly the line when he's rescuing Fiona and he goes, I'm no one's messenger boy. I'm a delivery boy. <laughs> it's like, look, I don't care if you didn't want to be saved. I'm just doing, I'm just doing yeah. my job. Whether or not you comply is not an issue. Um, I don't know which one came out first, Shrek or um, Into the Woods. Do you, do you guys know? I don't um, know. I'm pretty sure the, the Broadway version of Into the Woods most likely preceded, came before Shrek. Okay, oh yeah, because I'm so dumb, I don't know what preceded means. Got it, Dan. <laughs> uh, no, I realize, I'm like, let me stop using big fancy words when I can use not fancy. Um, so I think one of the more fun elements, watching it as a child, was discovering this idea of, well, fairy tales all live on their own, and now it's like a crossover, just like uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah, that's what we exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was fascinating to me to see all of these uh, fairy tales in context with all of the other ones and making fun of them. Like, I'm pretty sure as a child, this was the first movie I watched that was very heavily satirical. And I was excited that I understood the references. So anything else that I watched satirical, I probably didn't know it was because I didn't have a basis. But every child has a basis for fairy tales. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. How does it open? It's like a storybook, right? Mm -hmm. And you hear Fiona's story, and then Shrek comes in? Um, we sort of get a narration. He's flipping the pages of the once upon a time, and then once the whole cliche, and like, and she waits for the prince to rescue him in the tower, and then he's like, oh, what a load of crap, and rips off the page and wipes <laughs> oh, yeah. his butt with it, and uh, then yes. kicks open the, <laughs> yeah. the famous o bathroom stall. Open strong with a poop joke. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yep. DreamWorks is, uh, have they come far from then? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed the character Shrek as, like, someone who's really cynical. But very obviously, he's just lonely. Mm -hmm. um, he's upset that everyone views him as just an ogre. And so he's long since accepted that that's his situation, so he lives alone. And then he starts feeling this sense of hope of, wait, maybe some people might accept me. And then it hurts him that much more when they reject him again. Or they think, he thinks that he gets rejected again. 
It makes me think of Grendel from like Beowulf. Louder. Oh, it makes me think of Grendel from Beowulf. Everyone always looked at Beowulf as the hero, but no one really focused on Grendel. And then I remember reading an English class Grendel story, you know, from the point of view of Grendel and we get to hear his side of the story and how he didn't really have any intentions of killing anyone. And you start to feel like sympathy. Is that the word? Probably. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shrek gives off a vibe of a very like self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's, um, well, if everyone's going to see me as a monster, then I'm going to act like a monster. Even yeah. though it, you do get a sense that like he does enjoy his life, I do think there is part of it that once he is accepted, he doesn't want to give that up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely a stellar cast of people. Donkey was voiced by Eddie Murphy. Shrek himself was Mike Myers. Um, you guys can list more. <laughs> uh, Cameron Diaz for Princess Fiona. Dragon was an actual dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Donkey was a great partner in crime for Shrek because he just... Brings out the worst in him yeah. in the best way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's used to um, like self-deprecation as well as like being bullied. So, like, he just accepts Shrek and is like, yeah, we're in a fight, but, like, we're friends, so we'll get yeah. over it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Only a true friend would be that truly honest. <laughs> um, speaking of the cast, uh, an interesting tidbit is Shrek was originally cast as Chris Farley, and they got pretty far in the production and recording of it, and then um, Chris Farley passed away. And so that's when Mike Myers came in, and they had to redo all of the um voiceover and chris farley was doing it with like a chicago accent and then when mike myers came in he brought in the scottish accent so um, what actually um what i heard on I, top of what what i heard i didn't know about the chris farley stuff but when mike myers did his first recording it was just normal it's like oh, let me try with scottish and then mm-hmm. they stuck with his second one but yeah on. both of those things happened um when Chris Farley passed away and Mike Myers was hired, he tried to record the rest and was like, no, this character was written for Chris Farley. And mm-hmm. he like Chris Farley is such a gentle person and soft-spoken. And the ogre that they created in that Shrek was a soft-spoken, like shy ogre uh, that was just mm-hmm. misunderstood. So he actually requested that the entire story be rewritten to oh, better match... Yeah. Mike Myers' personality, not for a selfish reason, but to honor, like, Chris Farley and say, like, I can't Let's take not. over his work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's Ooh. a completely different type of comedian. And then what you said, like, they were almost done with the recording, and he said, mm, I want to try it again with the Scottish accent. And they were like, well, we're almost done. And he's <laughs> like, let's try it again with the Scottish <laughs> accent. <laughs> Man. The fact that almost two completely different universes or Shreks could have existed... Mm-hmm. And I dare say that we're in the greatest timeline yeah. with Scottish Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the soft-spoken Shrek could have turned out because it's just such like a complete turnaround. Like I can't even imagine what that movie would have been like. I definitely like the idea of everyone being angry at an ogre because he's big and gross-looking. So we're all mm-hmm. like, ah, he's scary, and like. 
the Chris Farley voice ogre would be like, uh, excuse me, can I, uh, yeah. if you mind just sitting there like, ah, he's trying to eat me. <laughs> and he's like, no, I just, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I liked the villain in mm-hmm. Shrek, Far- Lord Farquaad, because he is easily hateable, similar to Joffrey or someone like that. He, there's no respect redeeming. that could be given to him and he's not redeeming in any sense. Um, one thing that I read about Shrek was the whole movie is about accepting yourself for who you are in terms of Shrek, but all they do is make fun of Lord Farquaad's stature, (laughs) and so it's very contradictory in that sense. Well, Shrek is at least tall. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. He's not, he's not gross. (laughs) Like a short person. Like a short person. Um... Yeah, so Lord Farquaad is based on Michael Eisner, who was, I think, the CEO of Disney at the time. And basically, there was a falling out of animators, and they went and formed DreamWorks and then made Shrek. And that's why his name is Lord Farquaad, because it sounds like fuckwad. Oh, my. And, um, uh, I thought it was a f- another fart joke, but yeah. I like this better. <laughs> yeah, me too. And, um... I guess maybe this guy's actually short, or maybe like they were saying, like he was overcompensating, so they made him really short, and that's why there's so <laughs> many short jokes, and that's why um, when they go to Duloc, it's like a Disney World, and like everything's like prim and proper because they're like that's how Disney is. And I then, love oh, yeah. when they open the castle; the streets are just deserted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just this empty, hollow construct. I'm like, oh, jabbing at Disney much? So unlike Disney, where they can't create their own musical-type songs, they instead rely on the music of the era. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> does that work. <laughs> it was the one of the, like, basically, uh, now that's what I call music uh, yeah. soundtrack, <laughs> but it was the Shrek soundtrack, and they it was phenomenal. Yeah. It really was. That's how I was introduced to the song Hallelujah. <laughs> so when I heard like a different version, I was like, did someone cover the song from Shrek? <laughs> I don't like this one. Yeah, or I just turned me on to Avril Lavigne, the whole scene with him uh, uh, fighting the knights to, I don't give a damn about my reputation. The chair. <laughs> give him the, the chair. chair. <laughs> That's such a great scene. Because <laughs> it's like a little peasant woman. What a great yeah. film for like. Empowering women as well. Princess mm-hmm. Fiona is a badass. The whole oh, scene. Yeah. Robin Hood scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I was definitely a big fan of, especially watching this as a child. Like you mentioned, Joe, I was introduced to a lot of songs mm-hmm. within the context of Shrek. Uh, when we, If we wanted to jump to Shrek 2, they had an ending where they started singing, I like big button, I cannot lie. And I'm like, oh, this is a new song. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling. Yes. And then they sang the YMCA, and I'm like, oh, I finally get one of them. (laughs) I understood that. Yeah. (laughs) But that's definitely what I loved about Shrek as a child, was the basis was something that I understood, and so I understood all of the jokes beyond that. And... Watching it again recently, I also got to experience all of the adult humor that was sprinkled throughout that some of them I understood as a child and other ones like I had no idea were happening. Mm-hmm. There was one specific scene I'm thinking of. Lord Farquaad is laying in bed oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. the mirror, mirror on the wall type of person. 
is there, and Lord Farquaad is like, show me Fiona again. And he's like, okay, and gives him an image. And Lord Farquaad like, looks down and lifts up his um, sheets, and, and then it cuts away. And I'm like, oh... Is Lord Farquaad masturbating to <laughs> to Fiona? Right. If you look closely, like the bump like rises like quickly. Does it really? Yeah, it really does. Oh my goodness. I didn't look closely. <laughs> One of the thumbnails on Netflix for Shrek is Lord Farquaad shirtless with like the zebra blanket, <laughs> and that nice hairy chest. I was like, who? Why are you advertising that? Part. I'm sure there's an algorithm. People want. They would know better than I would, I suppose. <laughs> but there are definitely a lot of jokes in there. Like, um, there's a scene where there's like these little toy kids singing a song about the castle oh, that yeah. they're in, mm-hmm. and they're gonna say ass and something like, and you have to wipe your, and then they Please turn keep on face. Shine your shoes, wipe your face. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I get it. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Assumption song? No. It's yes. kind of like that, yeah. Oh, I have. Ring, That was fantastic. There once was a farmer. Yeah. We have five minutes. Let's yeah. 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 He sat there just thinking while rubbing his elbow into his head. That's clever. <laughs> you, you got me. <laughs> Going back to the soundtrack of Shrek, it... It really made me think about all the memes that were made because of Shrek, especially. And Smash Mouth became really popular because of it. I remember in 2016, I was looking on YouTube and it became a meme that they played the song, like the intro song of Shrek. And they just made it one like set of lyrics. And it's like, and they mm-hmm. won't stop coming and they, they won't, won't stop, stop coming. coming. And it's like that for like three minutes. <laughs> that song frustrates me because every time I'm like, they're going to move on. Gonna <laughs> and move then on. they never do. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of 2016, that's when I think it was like the meme renaissance. Because I remember at that time, the B movie also became oh, yeah. a meme. Oh, that is when that came and out. The along B with... movie, but every time X happens, yeah, yeah, it gets every faster. time he says B, it gets ten times louder, ten <laughs> times faster, more ear rape. That was so weird. <laughs> and then there was one where they made a collab of like Shrek and the B movie, and it was like Shrek, but every time he says donkey, it changes to Barry, like saying, You like jazz? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love those super long ones. They weren't necessarily all real, but they'd be like a picture of the yeah. video, so it'd be like Shrek, but every time he says donkey, it's the B movie, but every time they say <laughs> yeah. B movie, it's <laughs> Shrek 2, and every time Shrek 2 says donkey, it's the entire Simpsons series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I was like f- this. Um, that makes me think of. Um, and oh, I'm really gonna bum everyone down. In math, there's um, oh. there's, a, there's a number a number called Google, and then there's a number called Googleplex, which is an, uh, Google raised to the Google power, and then it goes further beyond that, and just other variations of Google, where it just exponentially increases, and that's basically what I imagine happens to memes. Lately, mm-hmm. in 2018, I see a meme. And I can watch it, I can watch its lifespan live on Twitter or mm-hmm. live on Facebook or anywhere. And it's maybe two or three days where yeah. it starts and it's ripped to pieces by Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated at like how fast things develop on the internet and how quickly things go viral. And I also find intelligence in 
being able to follow it. Like if I see a meme that's a reference of seven memes combined, like mixed into one brand new meme. If you meme, can trace the yeah. origins yeah. back yeah. to its original and source and let you just feel so Exactly, yeah. I'm like, whoo, I did it. And then I like look down at myself and I'm like, oh, why did I eat so much mac and cheese? And like, <laughs> I realize so much is wrong with my life because I'm proud about knowing the origins of memes. I do like seeing a really funny tweet and then, like, over the next coming weeks, seeing people turn it into a meme, I was like, oh, that one's kind of funny. That one's funnier than the first one. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, that's the end of it. <laughs> there was one that became a meme, and it was Donald Trump. I, I'm not sure if it was real or not, but he said, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. And it was, like, when Kanye, like, came out as, like, a Trump supporter, and mm -hmm. then, like, everyone was making memes about it. And then I guess he tweeted a picture of him wearing, like, a MAGA hat. And then oh, yeah. it was like, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. <laughs> and like, now it's like a meme, but in a sense that like people can comment that like, I'll, like mm -hmm. as a meme page admin myself, like I'll post a meme and somebody might say like, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Or like, thank yeah. you, Alex. Very cool. <laughs> it just, oh, we that's adopt what it. you mean when you do that? Yeah. <laughs> we adopt it into our vernacular like so, yeah. so easily, which I don't know if that's personally a good thing for I think it's so it's like why can't you just come up with original thoughts instead of regurgitating memes and why can't we have a normal conversation? I definitely <laughs> want to address that, but I also want to take like 10 steps back and define meme really quickly because yeah. we transitioned so quickly that I lost track of the fact that some viewers out listeners out there might not even know what a meme is. Well, you mm -hmm. started off with comparing memes to Google. I know. This yeah. is my and fault. Math. I completely recognize the fault at this. <laughs> math is meme. Um, so does anyone have like a... I feel like every time I tried to look up a definition of meme, each uh, source had like a slightly different variation. And I think it comes down to just this idea that language is ever developing. But who has like a, a strong belief in their definition of meme? Personally, meme for me means like anything funny. At this point, anything is a meme. Um, like during school, like I'll call my friend like mom, like and she'll call me mom, and then somebody will ask like, "What is that?" Oh, it's our meme. Like instead of oh, saying really? it's our inside joke, oh, it's a meme. Oh, it's a meme. You wouldn't understand. It's a meme. I'm definitely not there yet, but I'm so excited to get there. Where <laughs> just meme just means inside yeah. joke because that is, in I sense like the direction that memes yeah. are headed, where it's just. It is sort of like parodying and mixing into itself and overlapping like meta memes. Yeah. It is an inside joke. Yeah, it's just with the entire internet. Which that's, is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where like my definition is basically the same as yours, Alex, mm -hmm. where it's just anything funny, but then I put the qualifier that is on the internet. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but I, I do think at, at some point it might become a replacement for an inside joke. Uh, for me, meme is, um, originally I thought of memes always in the context of there was a picture involved and that picture had context and then there was a format where you can take certain words out and put certain words in and that was a meme. The fact that it was recreatable over and over again is to me what a meme is or was depending on what mm -hmm. happened. See, I definitely second the notion of a, a repostable format in the sense of a cop, if I'm just looking at funny like original content or whatever, whether that's a web comic or this like funny image or amalgamation, I won't go, oh, look at this meme. I'll just like, oh, look at this cool thing like someone created or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if I'm looking at it, it's like 
Pop-Tarts or ravioli change my mind, and then it's swap out all the elements, and then see how it's evolved over a week. That is a meme. It's like, oh, haha, this time Shrek is disintegrating from Shrek the, will never in, disintegrate. From the Infinity Gauntlet truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely mention that there, in my mind, is a huge distinction between meme and webcomics. So, like, mm-hmm. not everything funny online is necessarily a meme. Um, but I will also say that when I see um, tweets that go viral or Tumblr posts that go viral, sometimes it's too easy to just say, oh, look at this meme that I saw. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not restricted to just images as well, like we were bringing up before with the B-movie except yeah. blank. That was a video format. I think the most recent video meme that at least I fell in love with was the, uh, the steamed hams. With the Simpsons. Uh, I, <laughs> I absolutely love the Steam Hams joke. I, I found a Twitter moment of just tweets of that, and I watched all of them. I love that meme. <laughs> People get so creative with it. <laughs> and what I love about memes, it's definitely the improviser inside of me. I always think of this quote where it contradicts of, rather than the idea of thinking outside the box, look inside the box more closely. And that's what I think of when I think of memes where like there are boundaries. It is confined to something, some sort of format. And then people will just look more closely at everything and be able to dissect it and figure out what's funny about it and add other things into the box and this and that. And it still commit to the boundaries and the restrictions of the rules, but I couldn't even fathom that idea. But there's also, like, a category of, like, normie memes that I call, and a lot of people call, which is, like, the ones you would find on your Explore page on Instagram, which is just, like, a video or something by, like, a generic meme page. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, oh, when you do this or when that happens, when your crush texts you back and it's some sort of video or picture, those are the normie memes. But then what I would call, like, the dank memes for lack of a better word it's like there is no it's like it's like the ear rape the extreme saturation on pictures the making fun of like the old memes where it's like when i don't really know how to explain it but i've seen one where it's like the deep fried memes which is just like taking a picture putting it in like pixar which is an app Mm-hmm. and just like destroying the quality of the meme putting text on it it's like when you and then it's like bottom text and that's <laughs> yeah. funny that's hilarious these days i do like bottom text and yeah. like there's the setup and no punchline because it's, <laughs> it's like, because we all know memes so well that we fit the punchline ourselves like mm-hmm. we can just create it and they just they're basically saying you can fill in the rest yeah. <laughs> yeah. Text. and that's a form of humor that's already existed the anti-joke and we've just applied that now to this evolving meme culture and it it transitions and applies instantly mm-hmm. yeah and anti-jokes work because of what you were saying alex you're looking in the box closely so you're taking the rule and then just changing the expectation. So when it says bottom text, it's like, oh, there's supposed to be bottom text. I wholeheartedly subscribe to that theory that you brought up, that when those boundaries are placed is when creativity is at its finest. Because, like, when you when the possibilities are sort of endless and you can do anything, it's, it's very... Um, it's hard to get, like, the ball rolling. It's like, oh, well, what should we do? But it's like, well, here's what you can work with. That's when the real magic starts to happen. Yeah. Um, for me, one of the main reasons I wanted this episode 
was because my students um, started sharing memes with me. And they were <laughs> a whole different breed of memes. Uh-huh. And it blew my mind at like... Because I still see new memes. And I still... I thought I was up to date with what memes were. But <laughs> what they revealed to me opened my eyes to this very scary part of the internet. Oh, no. That like it would be... What they refer to as a meme is just what I would refer to as a funny picture. And it would be um, two people in a Phineas and Ferb costume where one of them is hugging another and Phineas is in the background just like staring (laughs) in a very creepy way. And another meme that they sent me was, I guess, a uh, a Despicable Me minion costume stuffed into a a cat uh, holder, a cat carriage. And it would just look really scary of like it's pressed up against the... <laughs> Those are called shit posts, And okay. it's just like okay. random, like the most random picture you'll find online. Okay. Like just like is it that could... a meme? Or is it's that a, a type of meme. It's a type of... Okay. It and blew my mind. There's <laughs> something called like hashtag Sunday. So right now a lot of meme page admins are posting their random pictures. And that's like a meme. During finals um, this past year one of my friends in my study group would draw Rick and Morty characters on the whiteboard and then have them say a quote um, about, like, whatever law we were studying. <laughs> so, like, it'd be like, hey, Mr. Meeseeks, can you help us figure out this tort law? And he'd be like, oh, boy, can do. <laughs> and someone else in our study group posted it on Reddit, and someone said, oh, this is some pretty good shit posting. Yeah. And I- I didn't know what that meant. No, so no, I was like, this guy is so rude. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> he was complimenting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember when Rick and Morty itself became a meme. Mm-hmm. That's when everyone was like, oh, this, this meme is too smart. I have to have an IQ of like 300 to understand this meme. Yeah. It was just like a random episode of Rick and Morty. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I watch Rick and Morty. I am better than Einstein or something like that. Yeah. I do like the, again, I don't know if I call them memes, but it would be like those types of posts of, if he says his favorite show is Rick and Morty, like, run away. Like, he thinks he's way smarter than he is. Like, take <laughs> Or, like, dating profiles. It's like, don't even talk to me if you don't have, watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. If you don't have an IQ over them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what's... I hesitate to call it scary, but memes need that, like we've been saying, base reality. Like, the box, basically. So that might be someone's real dating profile. Like someone might actually feel that way. And then someone might post it as a joke. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's impossible to tell. Funny, the, the word scary actually reminded me that I am genuinely afraid of the direction that memes are headed. Like I, I'm afraid of not being able to understand them one day because oh, I yeah. love memes. And again, when those, when those students shared those, I was like... Am I not in touch with memes? I no, thought I was. Just, like, it's the children who are <laughs> That's what I had to tell myself. I was like, maybe I should send them my memes so that they know what real memes are. No, because then... Oh, you they're... show them the Willy Wonka meme. They're like, what even is this from? Like, oh, God. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. And she doesn't like the Willy Wonka meme. <laughs> it's really inconvenient, guy. <laughs> Going back to what you said about comics and memes being a separate thing, sometimes comics do become memes. And I like to think about, like, is this loss one? Where it's just this guy bursts into a hospital, he talks to the receptionist, and then he talks to the doctor, and then he goes to the room and finds his li- his wife just lying there. But then, like, it resurfaced recently, because that comic is about 10 years old, 
and like people just draw like lines and it just it baffles me how like anything can be like referenced back to that is this lost meme and nowadays like people just comment that as a joke like for example like i'll post something and m most of my comments will be like is this loss is this loss it's like no it's not loss it's just a regular meme <laughs> yeah when i think of um web comics becoming memes i think um, about derp memes, so that's like troll face or you mad bro, um, you mad bro, or uh, I guess how you do this, how you do this. Uh, my favorite of those is the Jackie Chan like confused face, um, and that's I think that when we started transitioning from memes being a picture with changeable text on it to a punchline. So you'd have like a picture of something happening and Blimey then- me walking down the street. Yeah. And it's just derp. And it's just a- or you put like a troll face on like someone in the picture and like- Epic fail. Right. Yes, epic Yeah, I forgot about epic fail. <laughs> that's and, a- that's a, that's like resurfaced, that word epic. Oh yeah. Now it's like an anti-joke. Yeah. Epic. Vintage This is so <laughs> This is as epic as Despacito. Like that's- Oh that's yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely like the- transition of the format where like it used to be the impact text yeah and transitioning it to more of like the meme is the punchline because that stems like you mentioned from like the web comics resurfacing i'm thinking of a lot of web comics where like the punchline becomes a meme like um the dog that's in the fire and is like mm -hmm. this is fine and then, like, that gets used everywhere where, like, the Twitter post might give the condition and then the punchline is the picture of the dog saying, this is fine. That actually became so popular again that the comic maker remade it. Like, he continued it after the, this is fine. And then he just, like, made more fire be around the dog. <laughs> See, I thought people only used the, um, it's fine and then ignored the rest of the comic. I did Because I saw at one point, like, the dog starts melting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I was did, the continuation. I didn't know that, it, like, he continued it because it was so popular. <laughs> yeah. That's really, really cool. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that's literally, I'm fascinated by yeah. the history behind meme development. Um, Alex, you shared with me this long history of the origin of Alexa play Despacito oh and the fact this that it's so sad Alexa play Despacito yeah, the, 7 <laughs> the fact that it started in 2012 to now like now is the newest development of it um speaking of Despacito having this like long history oh and then and this might be going back to the dog comic as well memes when they're based on media will sometimes make the media like popular again yeah so specifically why we paired this with Shrek was because Shrek has kind of become a meme. And so now everyone's like, oh, I love Shrek so much. And it's like, you haven't really mentioned Shrek before. Is it because <laughs> it's like on the internet now? Um, the B movie, the same thing happened. And so I, like, I, again, like you said, I'm just fascinated by like all these. Yeah, would you say that Africa by Toto was memefied? Yes, or was that, like, definitely. Okay. And um, do you remember, I don't remember like what it's called, but like, it's like, do you remember? The 21st night oh, of September. Yeah, September by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, 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 that song also. Really? Yeah, there's actually a playlist on Spotify called Meme Songs. Is there it's, it's all the songs that have become memes. And they have like Tokyo Look at Drift this because graph. that one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. Vines. But way, way back in, um, yeah, when YouTube was big enough. I feel like YouTube is dying, but maybe I just am not aware. It's getting restricted, for sure. Back yes. when YouTube was free in the wild, wild west. In 2005. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember 
what now might be considered a meme is being the first commenter saying first. Like, is that basically the direction that memes are headed? Like, some types of comments are memes? Because I've seen on your posts, Alex, (laughs) things like... um, I can't believe you would post this. People died. Oh, that's because <laughs> X died. Because, like, oh. when everybody was posting about X, right away, people were making memes. And so a lot of people found that offensive, which, I mean, I guess, but, like, sometimes that's their coping method of, like, making memes about dying. So then, like, a lot of people that were, like, real, like, super extreme X fans were like, this is not funny, bro. Like, a man lost his life. And then that turned into a meme, like, this, this is, is this ain't funny, funny bro. bro. <laughs> and then they switched the words around, like, ain't this bro funny. <laughs> delete this. Oh, no. Delete this. I, love I totally understand why some people might feel disrespected by that. Yeah. <laughs> but hearing it out of context, I'm very amused. <laughs> And like you said, just shifting the words around. Yeah. Like it, memes really are just taking the box and seeing, like, how can I do this, but, like, slightly different. Mm-hmm. And, like, that just becomes a joke. Yeah. I Oh, my gosh. This is such a so, scholarly topic. Right? I want to go way back to even before the term meme came up. And I want to talk about the Facebook application called Bumper Stickers. Because in my mind, that's where I started learning, um, like, the internet sense of humor and what today would probably be considered memes. And, like, the bumper sticker app was originally this idea of, if you own a car, these are the types of things that you would put on your car. Mm -hmm. And that was what the bumper sticker app was. And then it just became, like, different variations of making fun of those bumper stickers. And then it kept evolving into, like, funny pictures and stuff. I remember making my own bumper sticker mm. when Twilight came out, and uh, Carlisle says to Edward, remember who you are, <laughs> because because Edward was going to do something not appropriate, um, and I made a bumper sticker of, like, Lion King said it first, or, like, something like that, <laughs> and it got shared, like, three whole times. And, wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I imagine, like in my mind, the origin of what I understand memes are. And it expanded from there to types of websites like Ebombs World or Break.com, which would basically be what 9gag is today, of just albums of gal- and galleries of funny pictures. And sometimes they have text, sometimes they have inside jokes. And seeing that evolve from sometime in the 2000s to it finally being named Meme in 2011... To then seeing it grow into this atrocity that I'm really afraid of (laughs) is genuinely fascinating. And and so, like, just talking about it, um, I'd love to go around and talk about favorite memes. Um, I'll go last in case I take any of your memes. I have plenty of backups. All right. My favorite has to be the Despacito meme because (laughs) I don't know why I find it so funny, but I like, I, it's funny because like, I can just go around and say, I have the lyrics to Despacito 7 and (laughs) I need it. But like Despacito 2, when is, if Despacito 1 was so good, when is Despacito 2 coming (laughs) out? And then I came out saying like with a video that I was like searching and I'm like, wait a minute. Despacito, the original one, came out in, like, January 2017. But then in April 2017, the remix with Justin Bieber came out. So, technically, that's Despacito 2. And that already exists. So, we're waiting for Despacito 3. (laughs) I do like that. Uh, I personally, I'm a simple guy. I really like Kermit the Frog. 
memes, especially <laughs> his dark side. Was like, oh, I, I should really get to bed early. It's like, just read memes till three. <laughs> I'm definitely a Vine guy. I don't know if those technically qualify as memes, um, but if I were to pick a favorite Vine, it's these two kids, and they have like balloons or something in their shirts so it looks like they have breasts and the one's like i heard you were hanging out with karen no i wasn't and then the kid pulls out a gun i won't hesitate bitch <laughs> and then shoots him. and i think it's very funny i wish i wish that i got on the vine bandwagon when it was popular like, I had so many ideas, and I just didn't have the friend group to execute it, and I also didn't even have a smartphone during that time. So, I literally look at Vine as, like, the girl I could have had, but <laughs> oh, like, no. the lost person. Don't we all? <laughs> there are, like, Vine compilations on YouTube, oh. and the titles of those itself, I guess, became, like, a meme, where it was, like, oh, yeah. Vines I would show my grandma, Vines yeah. that butter my egg roll, and it was just, like, comp- yeah, like 19 minutes worth of Vines. That butter your egg roll. Yeah. Yes. I, um, my, I always see one involving, like, sadness, so it's, like, Vines that keep me from ending it all. Yeah, Vines oh. that cure my crippling depression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, for me, one of my favorite categories of memes is wholesome memes, where it's kind, I think wholesome memes is kind of an anti-joke as well, of like, you don't expect it to go in that direction because it's so nice. And whenever I think of memes, it's always like something hilarious, but also pretty negative usually, and like attacking some form or another. So Mm -hmm. wholesome memes always cheers me up and it's one of the reasons I prefer Parks and Rec over the F but we'll talk about that later (laughs) Um, and then more specifically and it doesn't even fit into the wholesome memes I really like the is this a pigeon meme and um, (laughs) taking out uh, the butterfly and putting in different things and then saying is this a and one of my favorite ones was the lyrics to Loathing is that the song in Wicked? Is that what it's called? Sure. I think so. um, So the meme is um, the guy looking at the butterfly, and it has the description of of the lyrics of the song, and then it says, is this loathing? And it's like, because you hear the lyrics, and it's like, that doesn't sound like, like it kind of sounds almost like they were going to describe that they were in love or something, and then it's that they loathe each other. Oh my... My favorite one of the Is This a Pigeon meme is um, someone put Killmonger over the guy pointing, and then Black Panther is the <laughs> butterfly, and it goes, Is this your king? <laughs> I made one for DiGiorno that was like a pizza box of DiGiorno as the butterfly, and the guy says, Is this a delivery? <laughs> no, it's DiGiorno. Uh, and I definitely want to go back to like the... When I pick one meme, I like I researched memes for a long time and literally got overwhelmed and desaturated. Is that a term? What is it that can mean? be. It is now. I don't think it I like drains it. the vigor. Out okay, of you. perfect. Then I used it right. Um, and like each individual meme has almost like a dissertation, historic mm-hmm. aspect to it. Um, one meme that I think of is the acronym meme. Where it starts off like as an acronym, like FBI, and like, yeah, I'm FBI, and then it gives you an acronym that doesn't match, and it's usually like potentially just something different. Like, it used to be a t shirt 
the FBI specifically was like female body investigator. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the origin and that's existed for decades. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it just became like something positive, like FBI, like forever benevolent inside or something like that. And then the acronym meme started developing where they would give you the acronyms and they would fit letters in front of the the acronym yeah. letters so that it would still Cheating. fit. Yeah, they cheated and it would still fit, but it would be like something different. And then eventually that meme just became the acronym and just full <laughs> sentences that have nothing to do with the letters. And again, I'd laugh because I saw the progression. I knew mm-hmm. its origin and I love the reference it was mating, making. <laughs> oh, it was mating already. <laughs> Weird inbred. <laughs> Still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um. Yeah, I vape. Return my library books on time. Yeah. <laughs> and then the E is just empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the first acronym meme I saw. It was, um, I forget what the word was, but it spelled out, um, Crack open a cold one with the boys, which was also a meme for like a short time. A Saturday for the boys. There was one where it's like a woman, it was, it was comparing like a woman's pain, like at childbirth. It was like, but it'll never feel as painful as when you don't get to crack a cold one with the boys. (laughs) We could really talk about memes all day. I know I could. Um, but I think basically what we're getting at is memes are so funny because they're relatable and they emerge from this um, source material that we have some sort of knowledge about and now it's like oh like this is a funny twist on it similarly to how we said we like Shrek as kids because it was satirical about something that kids know about which is fairy tales so Shrek was kind of my first meme I guess yeah and it, it just goes to show like if you want humor like started a foundation that we have all humor comes from truth and so if we can relate to it we will find it funnier that'll do it for this episode thank you all so much for listening please tune in next week when we talk about hoodwinked and subjective truth and subjective reality if you liked us follow us on twitter and instagram at two underscore bald men and find us on facebook and don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and soundcloud Thank you all so much again, and if you were driving, we hope you got to your destination safely and on time.